Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox, that's Ben Olson. We're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We have an email here from Jasmine. The subject is underrepresented minority in law school applications. Does it help? Hi, Ben and Nathan. The other day I was taking advantage of the scholarship estimator, which is at LSATdemon.com forward slash scholarships. Inserting my undergraduate GPA and LSAT score, I was able to see potential scholarship offers and and enjoyed browsing through the list of schools. It wasn't until a few days later when I realized there is a box you can check if you are an unrepresented minority, which I am. Once I clicked that box, almost every school's scholarship offer improved in some way, some dramatically. Given the recent Supreme Court decision, which says that institutions of higher education can no longer consider an applicant's race, racial or ethnic status in admissions, how accurate then is the scholarship estimator as it applies to underrepresented minorities? Are my chances of admission and scholarship offers better because of my race? So I'm going to say... We don't know. And I think, yes. So how, how accurate is it? It's always backward looking data. We're making projections based on old 509 reports last year. And, and we explain it clearly in the demon, exactly what we're doing when the new 509s come out later this month, um, or beginning of January, we will update the estimator with the new 509s, but those new 509s are going to be looking at the class that was admitted in 2022-2023 to start in the fall of 2023 so we're still looking backward a year mm-hmm. you know before the decision came down so we don't know all we can ever do is i mean we are just projecting based on data we're not doing it we're not we're not fucking around we're just saying hey here's what it looks like at these schools with yeah. the with the um underrepresented the urm checkbox there we're just kind of guessing we do know that anecdotally Law schools have always given an admissions boost since we've been in the business. We've always seen law schools giving admissions boosts and dramatic scholarships to underrepresented minorities who probably wouldn't have gotten those offers with um, similar if they were not underrepresented minority. That might be controversial to say that, but just anecdotally, I've seen too many examples and I, I know how. Well, they're underrepresented and these schools are genuinely interested in diversity. That's why it made it all the way to the Supreme Court for Harvard and UNC undergraduate admissions that the Supreme Court said, you guys can't do what you guys have been doing. And they were doing some pretty explicitly race based machinations of the the way they did their, you know, like their processes Mm -hmm. were just in in a lot of cases, they were explicitly race based. Mm hmm. I think it's pretty clear that schools are going to stop doing explicitly race-based stuff. You know, I mean, they can't, they're, they're not going to do the shit that Harvard and North Carolina undergrad were doing in the past. They can't do that because they know that they would immediately get sued and lose. Um, mm-hmm. The Supreme court has spoken, you know, these kinds of things that they're doing Harvard and UNC undergrad, those things can't be done anymore. What we don't know is how all of the law school's admissions policies already differed from these very specific policies at Harvard and University of North Carolina undergrad. We also don't know how crafty the schools will be at working around this edict. I think there are tons of ways that schools can say, 
oh yeah, no, we're not, a, we're, we're only a considering the actual experiences. We're not just take, you know, it's not just because you're black. It's because your blackness influenced your life in this way. And it does seem like there's room for that interpretation in that Supreme court decision, but I'm not a lawyer and this isn't legal advice. And you know, the only thing we can really do is wait until next year's cycle is complete. Like we'll have an answer to this question in a year, but there's really no way to answer it now. If I were to speculate though, our Jasmine are, are your chances of admission and scholarship offers better because of your race? I think unequivocally, yes, because it's not like every school in the country is going to immediately go, oh, okay, we see that decision and we're going to apply that decision to the maximum. Yeah. Right. Most people in higher education disagree with that decision. They're going to comply, but the outcomes may be similar is what you're saying. Right. They're going to, they're going to make sure that their surface level processes you know, what Harvard was doing with their undergrad admissions is they had something called the lop list and the lop list was, you know, they're going to lop, lop off. So it was like, Hey, we got 10 people on this lop list and we can only keep five. Mm-hmm. We have to lop off five of these people on this list. And then it was like, here are the factors that we consider on the lop list. And one of them was just race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Supreme court was like, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're not going to do that, but they're still going to have your racial background in your application and they're going to see your personal statement or your diversity statement that's talking about how your race impacted your life. And they're still going to be able to give you as much of a boost as they want. Yeah. Right. Like how how can you prove to me that this school is using discriminatory admissions based on race? No, 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 we're not. We're trying to get a diverse, we're trying to get an applicant pool that has diverse, um, you know, representative experiences. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you want to, I'm talking a lot. Do you have anything more that you want to say to Jasmine? Well, yeah, the only thing I would think, Jasmine, when you're looking at the estimator and you're trying to figure out which schools to apply to, I would toggle that switch on and off. I don't think that, I think like Nathan, like you just said, um, you're not going to get no benefit, but we don't know exactly what that benefit is going to be. And it's, it might be a little more muddied now that the schools have to sort of work around this, these requirements. So imagine a scholarship somewhere between the toggle being on and the toggle being off. Yeah. I think that's roughly the best we can do for now. Um, Ben, we would even consider going in and changing the boost that we currently give, right? What do we currently give estimated I don't remember points of exactly. LSAT or something it's like on that. that page. Yeah. yeah. Right. We do disclose it all. If you click the, what is it? There's a learn more. Or, yeah. Learn more. If you click that, learn more link, we'll tell you all of our methodology that we use on the estimator. I mean, we're not, we're not trying to bullshit anybody. We're just trying to do the best we can and we want the estimator to be better. So if you read that, est- that, uh, you know, the learn more and you see that we're doing something that you think we should change, let us know. Cause we'll, we'll get better at that. Totally. Thank you, Jasmine, for your letter. We got, we get lots of messages like that. So hopefully this will help some people. Yeah. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening.